0: Welcome to episode 29 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Today, we are coming to you from the NRG Center at Rodeo Houston, and we are lucky to be in the Lane Frost brand booth for today's episode of the podcast. We can't say enough how much we appreciate Stetson and the Lane Frost brand and what all they've done for us this year in 2023 as our presenting sponsor. Today, we are featuring one of their athletes, but we're throwing a bit of a curveball today this guy says he doesn't rodeo but he rides steel horses we're lucky to be sitting down with the dirt bike racer lane shaw lane man how
1: are you doing today hey it's a beautiful day um i'm so excited to be sitting here talking to you uh to be on this tough draws podcast right now it's a uh, it's really surreal. It's really cool. Awesome. No, I appreciate that, man. We're excited to have you. So,
0: I don't know how many of the podcasts you've gotten to listen to, but we like to just start off with some icebreaker questions
1: just to oh, yeah. kind of dive in and get started. So, Lane, what's your favorite movie? Okay. Um, eight Seconds, a little too sh- cliche. Um, <laughs> no, man, like Blue Crush, Eight Seconds, um, Invincible, big tearjerker guy over here. So, uh, yeah, I like, I like some of that. That's. I mean, Top Gun's pretty good right now, too. Heck yeah, heck yeah, no that's great man Uh, You were just explaining to me While
0: we were doing sound check You were telling me about your lunch It was quite a mixture
1: (laughs) I don't know, I had a craving. I wanted some eggs over easy And I wanted some chicken alfredo So I just kind of mixed the two And then threw in a Red Bull right Doing a Red Bull too, yeah Because it was like 11 o'clock So my breakfast was a little late Mm. So I was like, you know, Red Bull's kind of brunch So let's go ahead and do it
0: There you go, there you go What's your favorite food though? Like if you can pick anything
1: Man, um, I'm a big fan of, like, pasta. I yeah. love marinara sauce. Chicken Alfredo's good, too, but I love me some, like, spaghetti. I guess being a racer, kind of carb up a little bit. Um, Italian food's Isn't really good. Isn't that normally
0: people that, like, walk or run, like, uh-huh. physically? The, you're well, I you're do more a lot of on cardio. a bike, right? I do a lot of cardio for the racing, <laughs> okay. so that.
1: But right now, crawfish <laughs> is in season, so a big crawl daddy big Um guy. Probably going to get some tonight um, before we get on the road to go to Indy. There you, go. It, you just can't beat it, you know, and being home, being in the south, I mean, it's the best.
0: Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Um, if you were not a dirt bike racer, and we'll kind of get more into the details of what you do, but what would you be doing if you weren't a dirt bike racer?
1: Man, that's a, that's a darn good question. I think about that. I think about it a lot just to kind of keep it on the, the reel. I'd be doing something. I wanted to, uh, a little backstory. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I broke my elbow at 14. Dang. I couldn't throw, and throwing I started riding elbow. A, my throwing yeah. elbow. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't play no more. I started riding a dirt bike, and this is what I do professionally now. So I've always wanted to be an athlete. Um, I love wake surfing, being yeah. behind the boat. Yeah. Uh, not wakeboarding. Not, yeah. not a big wakeboarder guy, but a wake surfing. Yeah. I'd love to pursue that, maybe even after this. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff. Right now I want to be in the broadcasting after the racing. I yep. love being in front of the camera, being on the podcast. Um, just something about when I say, hey, live, ready to go. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here that's we go. It's a little bit different. Lights are on. Your eyes are like, oh, looking around. Uh, we
0: hit that record button and oh, it's, it's on, Oh, it's a little right? different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It just hits different. So this one's always an interesting question, and I love asking it because it really kind of launches us into the podcast, but what's, what's the best compliments you've ever
1: received? Oh, man, that's a good one. Okay, so I started, I started training kids this past summer. Kind of more not a full-time thing, but during the summer, I, I, got, I started training kids a little bit more me, them first and then me. Yeah. And I helped some kids get to the biggest amateur national in the world. Uh, I had seven of them make it. And I had parents a couple parents come up to me and hug my neck and tell me that they were so proud they found me because it helped their kid chase their dream and they That's like cool. started crying and yeah. i was there for the kids at loretta's it was just telling somebody that i was a part of their kids being successful and putting them like getting them to see that gets like something i grew up doing mm-hmm. probably was the best compliment i get you know i get some stuff like now my people are so excited my writing or you're a good kid you know like i try to my parents they taught me right my, parents, yeah. my grandparents but i'd have to say that like being able to help a kid get chase their dreams and get to that next level what they want to do it's probably the best one for me
0: absolutely see so just like i said just that type of question it kind of kicks things off and starts things off so we're sitting here in the lane frost brand booth and like i introed you're a lane frost athlete yeah um you know and you talked about eight seconds what does that mean to you being somebody that understands kind of like having that compliment pouring into kids like you did like you've started to do and stuff like that. What does that mean to you? It and means
1: sorry, I didn't mean to no, catch no, you. No, off. You're it good, it man. makes me want to talk. Like, <laughs> well, it makes me want to get it out. Well get um, after it. Yeah. It just makes me feel complete. I feel like there's a purpose, you know, and I found that purpose and it's to help people get chase their dreams. But it's awesome because I'm chasing my dreams and I feel like that's what like and you to be a good person you know great things happen yeah i think lane was a great person uh i wish i could have met him wish i could go back and meet him yeah absolutely. he just seemed like he was bigger than the sport you know and that's yeah. what i want to do that's why i'm here you know i yeah. think it's amazing to be a dirt bike rider and to be on a, a tough draws podcast you know what i'm saying like <laughs> talking about western culture <laughs> dude i love it i yeah. come from a rodeo family um I'm probably the only one that did not rodeo. My grandpa, if he was listening right now, he would probably be saying I still need to throw a rope. (laughs) I wanted to be a bull rider until Ty Murray retired. So when he retired, I retired. But I was on (laughs) sheeps at that time. So Hung it up at that point. Yeah, I hung it up super early. But, oh, man, it means the world. It means so much to be in this booth and to be friends with Stetson and and to be talking to you guys right now. It's, you know, I I see myself bigger than the sport and bigger than life. So that's what I want to pursue and have people chase after that
0: absolutely absolutely what when you how did how did all this happen like how did you get hooked up with the lane frost brand how did you become a lane frost athlete
1: so i mean you know i come from a rodeo family i loved i used to watch eight seconds when i was little over and over and over again and then you know you grow up a little bit i got busy and went some years without seeing it and i started racing professionally young kid 21 And my grandparents, they got me – I had a couple cowboy hats. I didn't – you know, I'm not going to say I wear boots all the time, and I'm not going to say, you know, I wear my cowboy hat all the time. I come from the family, and I'm not going to say I'm not. But they got me a nice felt cowboy hat uh, my my rookie year racing. Yeah. And I I was like, heck, yeah, they got me the feather. You know, I felt (laughs) like Lane again. You know, it was something that – I didn't know I needed it, but it sparked something in me.
0: That's cool, man. So
1: when I started doing it, I was like, man, I, I think this is cool. And then I saw that uh, they had a Lane Frost brand, like, on Instagram or something. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. how it came up. So I took a photo in my cowboy hat, and I, I loved it. Like, so I got some photos, and I tagged Lane what? Frost brand and a couple of things, and then Stetson reached out to me. Yeah. And ever since then, he's been a great person to have in my corner. Absolutely. I'm so thankful to be a, an athlete. Yeah. of this brand and to see it grow every yeah. year it's like it's crazy to see the progress and how everyone remembers lane absolutely that's what i think you know like the dude was bigger than life and he was a time before they had social media and they had all these things and he's still who he is today yeah so that's just legendary you know so i love to be a part of that
0: absolutely no that's great man and so you alluded to your family being in rodeo talk a little bit about that and then did any it was it all just your family roping or how did that how did that all play out
1: yeah uh my grandpa uh harvey curse great roper he went he came to houston and uh roped he went to the old timers finals i think like three years in a row yeah uh so he it's you know it's in our blood my uncle roped and did stuff mom ran barrels um i'm the only grandson and on our side of the family. Yeah. And I was... They, I wanted to be Ty Murray. That's who I wanted to be. I wanted <laughs> to ride the side of the couch and fall off of it. Like, yeah. uh, I did all kinds of stuff. I was a cowboy. I wore boots until I was, like, in third grade. I yeah. I played baseball in boots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I started playing... base. You know, I kind of went a little away from it. But, it, I mean, cowboy lifestyle runs so deep. And yeah. you, you never get away from that. You can get you can try to. But, it. I mean, it never leaves you. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean that's how I am. I'm not gonna say that I'm some cowboy and I'm, I, mean, I have boots on today. I mean I have Jordans on, but <laughs> but there I'm a, I feel like I'm a, a still. I mean I ride a still horse. I ride a still cowboy. <laughs> I mean I'm still bull. You know it's it's crazy what I do and I I love to be a part of this brand and to be yeah right here talking to you. No, that's great, man.
0: So just a little side note here, but you you're talking about Ty Murray. What do you think about Stetson
1: Wright? What he's doing for the sport right now? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, and I, I love to see that because you see, he's a cowboy. Yeah. He's not just a bull rider. He's not just you know was it saddle bronc, bareback, whatever he's doing. You know, I know. Saddle bronc. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I watch, but I you know classify it. Yeah. I mean, that's a cowboy. That's yeah. someone that wants to get up and go after it, and I feel like that's what Lane was. You know, Lane. Absolutely. Lane uh, pioneered this. So, and then like seeing Ty do it, like, it's crazy. It's so cool to be able to see them get on two different or three different animals in one night. Like, Absolutely. It's nuts. These yeah. guys are crazy. And, I, <laughs> and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I, yeah. I am a one-ton bull. Yeah. <laughs> so but uh, I do want to strap my hand in one here pretty soon and uh, really see what it's like this summer. Yeah. I hope I can do it.
0: Heck yeah, man. You'll have to let us know. We, we need to be out there <laughs> filming that. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, I want to I get it. I want to do it. Uh, it's something I've, I don't know why I've never done it, being yeah. like how I wanted to be Ty Murray. I had my own sheep, like, you know, when I was younger, I used to ride them everywhere. I never got, I mean, maybe I got on a couple of bull, like little ones in pasture, but. Yeah. I've never got on one. I want to strap in and, and really see what it's like. You know, I can't <laughs> say I'm an athlete until I do that, you know. You know, I want to be – I want to put my money where my mouth is, so I'm going to do it. Heck, yeah. No, that's awesome, dude.
0: So, still, you know, ride steel horse, right? You and I talked uh, before going into this podcast, and we talked a little bit. Of, you told me that there's a lot more about dirt biking that you do than, than you'd think about the crossover with bull riding. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about that, because it's funny, because my business partner, he actually used to ride dirt bikes and stuff, and I called and told him and kind of, again, because my knowledge of dirt biking is the bare minimum, but at the same time, like, you know, he and I were just kind of going back and forth, and he was telling me some of these things, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that, because I used to play. MX whatever on yeah, PlayStation. My, yeah, you know? <laughs> so, yeah so. Like,
1: I'm in the next like Supercross video game. I'm in the last three or four of them. Heck yeah. So that's, that's cool for I'll me. i have to but
0: just invest in the video
1: game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You that's can play cool, as man. me as a character. <laughs> yeah. um, it has so many similarities because um, like when I was talking to the Casey last night, one of our athletes over here at Lane Frost. Yeah. Like when you, I mean there's no other feeling like for me when I'm on the line there's tw- in, in Supercross, there's 22 of us. And they have a card girl. She'll hold the 30-second board up. So that's when we start our bikes. We have 30 seconds until that. When that thing, when the board goes sideways, we have five, three to five seconds until that gate's dropping. Yep. So the only thing that I can feel like is like when a board rider gets in, he nods. Yep. It's about to happen. It's yep. about to go. And when that, when she puts the gate sideways or puts the board sideways, and you you're clicked into gear. And it's loud, like everyone's wide open. I don't hear nothing. Yeah. I don't hear my bike. I don't hear nothing. All I can see is I'm waiting on that gate to flinch. I feel like my eyes are about to pop out of my darn head. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. So when that gate drops and you like take off, like all of us are going for one corner at once, it'd be like yeah. twenty-two cowboys trying to. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. All get on one bull and ride it for the million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all like cutthroat. Yeah. So that's. I mean, it's so similar in that like aspect of it like when uh, when I have to commit so like you know when you, when you nod you're on there, yep. there's no getting off at this point yep. so like when I hit these these whoops like the little bumps that we go over they're not little people can think they're little but like for being on the pro circuit they're probably waist high you know Jeez. and I'm you know they're, yeah. and they're 13 feet apart so when you go across them your bike's not even touching the next one it looks like it's close, but you're not. <laughs> so the only way to get on top of those darn darn things is to come out of the corner and give a gas. So it'd be like running straight towards the bull. Like, no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> like, I don't want to run towards I want to run away from it. But to run, you got to run towards it and get on top of it. Yeah. Like if you, you're fighting, it, you're going to jump over it. So yeah. you got to commit and get on top of these whoops. Yeah. And and once you get on top, that's when the bolt. That's when the ride starts. You could be totally fine, hit an edge, go sideways, go the other way, be along for the ride. Maybe the longest <laughs> two to eight seconds of your life. And sometimes it comes out, and sometimes it don't. Yeah. I mean, that's you know that's the closest thing, and and that's every lap for me. That's cool. So I mean, for them doing it eight seconds, so I feel like if that eight seconds has to be like one minute of me riding, and one minute's pretty much a lap time in the indoor stuff. Yeah. So you're on your edge. Kind of this way you're kind of that way you're just hanging on for dear life and that's what i feel like bull rider is so that's crazy yeah to sit down with them and to see like how they how they tie their hand in just how they tie the details of how they tie their hand in the yeah. rope because you can only get off one way yeah me i can get thrown off a couple different ways <laughs> but i'm gonna hang <laughs> around right? yeah, <laughs> right, you're gone what the heck happened you're like what why am i over here why is the bike this way you know yeah yeah and that's i feel like that could be them too like i in my head and somehow i'm over here and the bull's chasing me i don't know <laughs> what the hell happened or i'm hung up and i can't <laughs> yeah. let go why is this thing keep chasing me <laughs>
0: That's that's great, man. Yeah, no, he and one of the things James was talking to me about, so you grew up in a rodeo family. Yep. Did you grow up riding horses or anything at all? Okay. I did. So James talked a little bit about, like, and I don't know, have you ever watched Bull Talk, Lane Frost's instructional deal? Yep, a little bit. Okay, so you know how in Bull Talk he teaches from horseback, bareback, right? Like in the shoot he's sitting on a bull, but then when he's in the arena and he's showing you, he's sitting bareback, right? Yep. So James talked a lot about when you ride – dirt bikes and when you're riding bareback balance like the feel and the balance how, do, how does that
1: play in the dirt and as you're riding and stuff and it it's really crazy because it's so similar so like we grip with our legs so much yeah like if you grip too much with your arms they get pumped up with blood and you can't like this thing called arm pump mm-hmm. and your arms will pump up so tight that you can't even control your controls and it would be like probably riding bareback or riding a bull like you don't have no control you're just kind of on dang yeah so like that the balance of like what we do i we stand a lot i'm over my head is over the front of the handlebars like like them like you can't let the bull get you back yeah so when i teach my kids i'm like hey the back half of this this dirt bike when you're sitting you're sitting in the back half and you give a guess where are you going you're going back I'm Going back. Yep. you're in the front of this of this bike and you you're fighting i caught i literally call it fighting forward yeah so you're sitting and you're driving forward you can control that dirt bike you you let it slide back it's just like a bull they get you back bam it's slamming you up you know what i'm saying so that's what i say when i'm teaching my kids it's like hey you got to be on the front of this thing and you got to manhandle it yeah if you don't that thing's going to ride you
0: that's crazy. So, that, yeah, it's a, it, that actually sounds a lot like a lot of these bull riders, how they describe riding and stuff. And then even watching Bull Talk and going through it, you see how Lane, Lane even talks about why he's sitting on the horse. He's like, back here, this is like no man's land because this ain't your territory, you know. So yeah, once that's, you, that's really cool.
1: And, like, what I say is, too, like, once you get that far back, there's only one place to go. You hear me? Yeah. We good? Uh, yeah. Like, once you get so far back, there's only one place to go. It's either back because you're going to fall off the back and give it too much gas and it's going away from you or ejecto cedo and it's going to push you forward yeah and you don't want to be there (laughs) so like they call it a rider's triangle from the seat peg to the handlebars to like where you're over over the front of the bike it's like a triangle yeah and i feel like that would be pretty similar to being you know on the on on the bull rope kind of over the front feet are locked in and you're kind of up because you're going with it so it's really similar in a way, I feel man, like. I mean, it don't just, look the same, but, it, uh, I mean, it's the same.
0: Just hearing you break it down, I would, uh, yeah, whenever you do get on one, you need. I want to be there. I want to be there with a the camera. Oh, so, man. I, I'm sure. so
1: excited. But, like, <laughs> it's so funny because I know I'm going to look so out of place. <laughs> but I love that because I think in life you have to get out of your comfort zone. So – For me, I'm all about it. So, like, there's, like, all kinds of races that I'm trying to do this year, like Long GNC, you race in the woods. I don't want to race in the woods, but I want to do it just because (laughs) it's a three-hour long race. I want to see if I can do it, you know? I want to go see how fast those people are, you know? And then getting on a bull is just, like, that next thing. It's like, okay, this is totally out of my element. I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm gonna strap on this thing. I'm gonna do it, Heck or at yeah. least try. I don't know. I'm gonna, I hope they give me a steer that kind of just runs around. <laughs> but at least let me look cool. No, like let's get you some. Oh bit. let me get a couple. Let me get a couple uh, ones that aren't like that yet.
0: No, I, <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. I, you know, when I hear you break it down and kind of explain the mentality, like, okay, so you're you're an athlete, like when you think about the the mental side of what you do and just what any athlete goes through can you talk a little bit about that and what how it plays to your dirt bike racing and how it could cross like when you were playing baseball for example
1: like for me um this year i've actually invested into a mental coach uh her and her husband uh, her name's denise hatch and steve hatch amazing amazing people I didn't know, like, the, the power of the mind was so strong until this year. Um, I was just in my own way so much. You, you stress about it. You, um, I mean, if you don't ride good, then everything in life sucks, right? Yep. I don't want to go out because, or I don't want to go to dinner because I didn't do good. And yep. you start downing yourself. You got to get out of your way. Yep. So, like, for me... Being happy, being in a good, happy place has helped my riding so much. doesn't even matter if the riding's any good or not. Yeah. But you have to be enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that has to go along with the cowboy stuff because, I mean, you get in slumps, too, like riding. You, you know, like they'll go over they have 20 buck offs in a row, but then they, something clicks, and it could be the littlest thing. It's just how it is with racing. Yeah. So you could be just getting beat, 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 and you keep showing up and the next one the next race something clicks you get a good start no one can touch you and they're like where's that been you're like i don't know (laughs) bull just turned right back into my hand somehow and i hung on to it but you're like i don't know i got a good start no one else beat me you know so mentally it it's it's a lot a lot of people don't understand the the mental side of the sport and like the nerves of how you handle the day like my day i start riding at 12 and then the the main event's at 10 o'clock at night so how do you Go with that adrenaline up Then let it get back down And then Go up, down, up, down And then there's a four hour break And like So when the night show starts so Like when everyones so It's like the rodeo yeah. When everyone gets there Yeah The track is fresh You haven't rode it in four hours Gate drop, go What the heck you, What are you doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? How, you, how do you handle that? Yeah. Heart rate My heart rate's in the 200s Dang For six plus minutes For yeah. five plus minutes Or 15 to 20 minutes In the main events you just, you got to, like, for me, I, I do a lot of meditation, breathing exercises. Yeah. Um, I tried to visualize my riding and me on the track, me doing the big lines, me, like, getting a good start. Yeah. So, like, I'd really love to ask a bull rider, like, what are you thinking when you, you strap in? Because sometimes I'm not thinking. When I'm riding and I'm doing good, I'm not thinking. The only thing I do is when I'm on the line, I think about getting a good start. Yeah. After that, I just ride. Yeah. So when you're on the bull, you're strapped in. When you you slide up and you nod, you're just thinking about the first jump, or are you just thinking about, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. That's no, that's a little bit mm-hmm. like of the same. I feel like. Absolutely. And that would be something cool to pick, like Josh's mind. Yeah, with, no, you
0: know, Or Josh is actually gonna be here right after you, so oh, if yeah. you're around, pop on the mic and ask him that question. Yeah, but, that'd be amazing. But you know, to my understanding, from what these guys have told me, is it's one of those deals where. You know, everybody's a little different of what they pick or what they what they visualize, right? Because yep. some people tell me they do focus on that first jump, but then some te- people tell me that they want to they want their mind to be completely clear and just not just go jump for jump and just you know feel it, right? Yeah. So I think it's a difference in mentality. But I've always I've always been fascinated with kind of how mentally the mental side of anybody's you know anybody's game works, whether you know you're a dirt biker or you're a team roper or you're a bull rider or you're a bronc rider you know
1: like everything's a little bit different and i and i think once you kind of get that i call it a flow i call it a big flow state because there's sometimes when i get on the line at a race and i'm just like i got this like you know what i'm saying like i look at the people beside. like i try not to but you know who's there It'd be like just getting on this bull. Like, you're like, okay, this bull hasn't been ridden, but I'm getting on it, and I'm going to ride it. Yeah. When I get on the line, I'm like, I look down, I'm like, I don't care who's on this line, I'm getting a start, and when I get this start, I'm going. Yeah. And that's just kind of, I think, once you you get that little bit of flow, and you kind of get that little bit of swagger, it kind of translates on everything you do. Yeah. Like, if you're not riding good, and you just let it affect you. It's confidence. Yeah, it's yeah. the confidence in it, you know? Like, in like everything feels off. Your, your life feels off. Your communication with others, like, sometimes... You can be completely on and completely off. But, like, sometimes you can be completely off and it just turn on. Yeah. And I, I think that's cool. You just got to have that confidence in that I like to call swagger. Yeah. Like, you got to walk in and kind of know, even if you're not the man, you got to know you're the man. Yeah. You got to tell yourself you're the man. I am. That's what I do. I try to. <laughs> you know, it's hard, and yeah. I'm working at it every day, but I enjoy that process. I enjoy working at that, and I think that's what keeps me coming back.
0: Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about how you want to try different things this year, whether it be, you know, the race through the woods and stuff like that. Like, talk to me a little bit about your sport. Like, you know, our audience, we, we pride ourselves on, we talk about bringing people closer to the dirt as fans. Yep. And usually we're talking about rodeo. But with this, there's a lot of crossover, Lane Frost brand stuff. But, like, let's talk a little bit about your sport in general. So your sport, like you said, uh, you pull up to the line, there's a bunch of people on the line, you know, you always want to be the first to, like, what is it called? Shoot, shoot the whole gap? Shot. Whole, whole shot. shot. Okay, so you want to be the first around that corner, because if not you're going to be in the mess, and it's yep. going to be bad. So, talk to us a little bit about, like, is that all you do? I mean, like, you know, I used to watch X Games, and I would see the freestyle, and stuff like that. Do you do any of that? Or, like, how does, how does all that work in your sport?
1: Man, there's so many, like, in my sport. So, like, so many different aspects of it so like it'd be like probably like a, uh the nfr so it's all one but like so it's like i race supercross what that's is indoor racing motocross is outdoor racing different tracks different bike setups fx fx is like or like freestyle motocross they're the ones that are doing tricks. Those guys are nuts. I'm not trying to do any of those. I like racing, but they think I'm nuts because I'm racing. You want to stay on the bike? <laughs> I can do a couple tricks, but I'm not you know, like not the best at them, you know. Um, but I can turn it sideways in the air, you know, and, like, hang. I'm barely hanging on, you know. Some, they're doing backflips and stuff. I'm like, hey, that's out of my, you know, I'm, that's not me. And then you got, like, GNCC stuff, which is you race for a long period of time in the woods, and those guys are nuts because you're riding wide open through woods. Yeah. But. It's just something different I want to do. They got trial stuff where you're going over logs and you're going over all this other stuff. And it's like you're on two wheels, but it's so many different things. Jeez. Yeah. So there, I could keep going and going and going. And then you got the amateur racing. So the kids that are coming up, I teach. I, I do my training for them so they can come and one day hopefully get a pro license like I have yeah. and go farther than me. I want them to go farther than me. Yeah. Because that's my whole goal for it. But there's so many different things like. It'd be like sometimes bull riders are just bull riders. Yeah. They only ride bulls. Some people are, like, timer, he can do a couple of different things. Yeah. Like, I think that's what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be able to be a supercross racer and motocross racer, go and suffer and race those long woods races. Yeah. Jump on a bull. <laughs> mm-hmm. And be able to, like, do, do, do whatever. I want to just things. be a natural-born athlete and yeah. chase after that. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, the mentality of it is it's just doing the best i can with whatever i'm able to do so life on two wheels is something i i love doing but um i want to be able to do multiple things on two wheels i want to be able to do absolutely. things that others are like man i didn't think like hey i'm gonna do it because I, i'm gonna go for it yeah and that's me
0: no absolutely no and you know just to reset we are we are live on the floor of the nrg center so we apologize for the noise uh, we're just we're in the Lane Frost brand booth and we're just rocking and rolling, but man, so going back, going back to Western culture, um, you grew up in a rodeo family. You you know we're here at we're here at Rodeo Houston. You know you you've gone to rodeos and different things like that and grown up in the sport. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about the community and you know kind of the elements of Western culture that. You know for for us, for example, with tough Draw, like part of our mission and the reason why we're creating content and different doing all these different things that we're doing is because we feel like you know the the tradition and heritage and yep. faith, family and country and all those things that yep. are valued here in rodeo are so important. How does that apply from you growing up like you grew up in that, and yep. then also like how do you see that in the sport of motocross
1: It's pretty crazy because in aspect it's so similar. It's like a brotherhood within the racing. It's hard because you're, we're, it's not like bull riding in the, in like the rodeo side of it because you're riding the animals. Mm -hmm. You're competing against the people, but it's all about you riding the animals and you get a score for that. Yep. We're on the machines, so I'm riding the animal. You know, I'm controlling it, but I'm racing other people. So it's like at the same time, I want to beat you. So I'm going to do whatever I can to beat you. But it's like an unspoken brotherhood kind of thing. Um, Everyone's kind of in to help each other. Um, there's a lot of people. We have, like, a couple of different organizations, like FCA Motocross and things that I'm a part of and Panic Reb, um, like, Chapel stuff, like, that they do at the races, and everyone comes together. And, Absolutely. And it's there for people. And, like, if someone goes down, which I hate talking about, but there's a community for that, too, um, yep. that everyone, like, kind of gets a part of. It's an it's a unspoken. It's not a unspoken, but... It's the same yeah. as the cowboy culture, you know, Absolutely. like it's just harder because it would be like putting 20 cowboys and like on a dirt bike and having them like, you're not going to like want to like, no matter how, if you best friend, you are going to want to beat them. Yeah. You know? So Absolutely. It, that's tough. I would say tougher than I feel like the cowboy side because the cowboy side, everyone's kind of pretty much in for it. You yeah. know, everyone wants to help each other and everyone wants to help each other and, and dirt bikes too. But, but at the same but time, you're competing. Yeah, we're competing the the against and, them. So exactly. it's like, dang, I want you to do good, but I want you to do better than me. Yeah, yeah. And that aspect of yeah. like, that's how I used to see it. Now I'm like, hey, dude, like, that's cool for you. Like, I'm doing my own thing. Like, absolutely. If you beat me this weekend, that's fine. I'm going to try to beat you next weekend. Like, that's yeah. cool. And you just got to accept that. So it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Really, like, from being in a cowboy family and then going over to racing, it's a little different just because. Sometimes people want to help each other, and sometimes they don't. Yeah. So you kind of find where the people want to help and they don't want to, and you just kind of make sure you're in the middle. Absolutely. And you just try to do better and well, make things and, better.
0: And I think it's interesting because Stetson, uh, with the Lane Frost brand, Stetson's in Western culture and the rodeo community. He's now a part of a NASCAR. You know, he sponsors it's, a NASCAR it's amazing. team. Now, you know, doing the motocross with you. He also sponsors Bullfighters. Um, he's got a relationship with Lane Johnson of That's the so eagles cool. so it's like i feel like that there's that cross in general i think the commonality and the values that i see that are more prominent with all these things is faith family and country yep. is that something that you feel like resonates throughout I, motocross as i well? do
1: i do i think it it's it might not be as a strong mm-hmm. as like how stetson's do it but like Stetson pulled me in so like i want to be like that for the motocross community i want to be able to kind of bring these outside things in absolutely um but uh it's pretty amazing what he does and how much like how spread out he is and i've learned that from him and I, that's why i'm over here like yep. i mean i come from the rodeo family man but you don't see any other dirt bike riders over here you know absolutely um and know, all- i just think of myself as an athlete yeah because dude these guys the cowboys man they're they're nuts. Yeah. And I love it. And <laughs> I love, that's why I like being around them because yeah. me, I'm more of a calculated risk guy. You know, there's a risk and a reward on a dirt bike. Absolutely. So I love seeing, like, they're just kind of like, I don't know, go, go for it mentality. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see if I can bring some of that over here and then maybe them be a little bit more calculated so, like, they can figure out the bull riding a little bit better, too. You know, you learn and you grow from each other. Absolutely. But it's pretty amazing to see... How Stetson could take Lane Lane Frost and his legacy and put it into a NASCAR team, a dirt bike rider, yeah. bullfighters, bull riders. I know. Football and players. And a football player. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, what's going on here? And yeah. you're like, man, we just, the movement is amazing and you yeah. just want to be a part of it. Well, and it's just. He's it's like a darn magnet. Well, it he just like pulls you in somehow, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, wow, like where, where have I been?
0: Yeah. And I mean, and it, like you, we talked about earlier It all, it's pretty amazing because it all just goes back to that reach that you talked about how Lane had, you know, the, I mean, because again, you know, people love the Lane Frost brand, you know, and, and they love what Lane stood for. And, you know, you talked about how he didn't have social media and, and it's just to think of how his impact has resonated throughout the entire country and, and even it's in the world going you know? and growing, yeah. you know yeah it's crazy it's crazy um so man we got we we actually had quite a few fan questions so i want to kind of dive in on some oh, of those heck yeah
1: that's amazing
0: <laughs> so uh just real quick Teresa, we are at the nrg center on the uh exhibition floor in the lane frost brand booth uh sitting here with lane shaw a motocross rider Let's see. Colton asks, what inspired you to become a motocross racer? And I know you talked about how you broke your elbow playing baseball yep. and stuff, but was there something that
1: pushed you to get on the bike? My dad. Um, so my mom and dad, my grandparents are amazing. I was a kid. I kind of did everything. Football, baseball, basketball, f- soccer. I tried to do everything. And my dad got me a dirt bike when I was little. Yeah. I kind of rode it around in a field, in our pasture, in yep. our land. And it was something It was, it, once you get on two wheels, it's, it's something different. It'd be like riding a bull. Like, once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And I, I rode around a little bit. I got hurt in baseball. I, I love baseball. I was a lefty pitcher. I was already kind of getting st- oh, scouted yeah, at 14 go. to go. Yep. Like, I wanted to go D1. <laughs> and, yep. You know, I wanted to be a TCU Horn Frog. And I broke my elbow, and it was so bad that they're like, hey, if you ever want to throw a baseball again, you need to take a break. Like, this is the worst elbow we've ever seen. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, yeah. do you, how does that curveball kind of hit you? Yeah. So we started riding. I rode a little bit, but then we started riding. I went to a race. And then a, a buddy of mine, I got my sponsor from Snap-on Tools. And uh, it kind of went to, like, a little bit more of a race. Went to an out-of-state race, and it just started to blow up. Yeah. So it was, like, and the doctors were like, hey, you know, if it doesn't hurt, you can ride. I still played high school football and baseball all the way through. Yeah. So I went back and played sports. That was my rule. My dad's like, Hey, you're not quitting yeah. anything yeah. to ride these dirt bikes. I'm not having you single out. So Yeah. I played all the way through and then when I got done, I was like, Hey, you know, this is, I wanna do this. He goes, All right, I'm if you're all in, I'm all in. And that's what and that's hey, this cool. is why I'm talking to you about dirt bikes right now. So yeah. no, that's it's been cool, a dream man. come true. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um Thanks, Colton. I appreciate so, that that uh so, question.
0: Yeah. So Sam asks what do you enjoy the most about racing
1: man i think it's i would have to say it's something like a bull rider when you accomplish something that you didn't even think was possible i made my first main event you know my my only goal was to ever make a main event i want to be the top 22 that night in the world and i did it i loved it i lived out that dream my rookie year and -hmm. when i i got to the other side of that dream i was like what what now? Like what what do you do now? I was like yeah. I couldn't sit still. They're like, Oh, you gotta go race and I'm like, What? Like yeah. I thought I was good, you know? Yeah. It's that feeling of just being able to tame something that you didn't think was able you were able to conquer. Like pushing those limits that you thought you had on yourself past it and it it's just crazy, like you just get a smile, you get like a feeling like it's just like this this rush, this all time high adrenaline like heck yeah it's just amazing like heck yeah to describe it it's hard, it's hard to describe and that's yeah. and when it happens it doesn't happen all the time but when it does it's like okay i'm doing the right thing with my life and i know i love what i do heck yeah man so i know i know you have your instructionals and
0: stuff but you know just kind of in general what kind of advice do you give to young riders as far as like how to become a professional in the sport of motocross
1: I always like to say, if there's a wheel, there's a way. Like, I didn't start riding dirt bikes seriously until I was 13. Some people, they start at three. So, and I, you know, I started racing at 15. I turned pro at 20. Or I turned pro at 18. I got my pro cards at 20. Yeah. That's so unheard of. Yeah. So, I like to say, if it's a lot of hard work and, like, putting your nose and really going after what you want, putting everything you have into it, even if it doesn't work out, you put everything you have into it, I'll be okay with that, you know, and I absolutely. want those kids to chase those dreams because I mean, you only have one life, you, you know if there's something that you you know there's an idea that keeps you up uh, you want to do, do everything you can while you can, you know like i, I do I've done three days before I, I work out too much, you know like but it it got me to where I, I am now, absolutely and I just want kids to chase that dream to find it in them of what they what they really love, and I don't care if that's being a, the, being the best spelling bee. If that's riding a bicycle, if that's playing golf, like a business, like, dude, yeah. chase what you love, go yeah. after it with everything you have. And if it doesn't work out, hey, you gave it your all, you move on to the next thing and you you can, I'll be able to sleep at night on that. And that's what I try to teach my kids. Give me the effort that I would give you Yeah. and show up, be a good person, be a good kid. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Work hard. And when you go home. If you still love doing it, get up in the morning, go after it. Like. That's what I want to teach kids. I want kids to know that, like, anything can happen if you work hard enough.
0: Absolutely. So there was a question asked, and I'm going to kind of create some some parameters for talking about it. But, uh, so, you know, we talked about how it's an individualized sport. And bull riding and, and rodeo in general, for the longest time, you know, yes, you're working with an animal athlete. But at the same time, like, it's an individual sport. Or it has been. Yep. So... PBR teams do you know a lot about that or just do you at least kind of know the concept I know and the, the concept of I, I watched
1: about? it I watched a little bit of it and watched some of the highlights yep. um, it's different yeah for sure it's a different thing now like uh, the finals are now like in May right yep. they're in May they're like yeah, yeah. The it's like kind of like finals. two half seasons yep. Yep. but it's kind of cool because in the same thing it's it's individual but like I think it makes people want to ride more now but the because then it's helping others yep so, like, they want to ride so they, you know, the team does good and, like, they win. Sometimes I feel like I wouldn't say that on, like, a bull rider because, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you got more pressure on you. And I think pressure is a good thing. Yep. Because it can make you go up or it can make you go down. But, yep. like, that pressure is what keeps you coming back. Absolutely. If you didn't have the butterflies when you got on a bull, you wouldn't want to do it anymore. Exactly. If I didn't have the butterflies when I got on my dirt bike and I was about to take off, yep. why in the world would I be doing it? Exactly. You know? So I think it's a cool thing. I think it's different, and they're trying to spice it up a little bit, and I love that about this sport. You know, you, it always goes through changes. Uh, it's got you got to keep moving to keep it relevant. And I yep. think, I think honestly, in the long run, it would be something great because you can have so, like the older guys, if they want to just do the individual one, they they'll be done in May. They can heal up. They yep. can go. You know, they can they Take, can do their thing, yep. re- recoup for the next year. Or you got these younger guys who are like, hey, the, let's all get together. All your, I want to keep riding. I'm yep. trying to make this money, but. Like, let's make it together. Let's yep. do good for this team. And, hey, they're going to do it.
0: So it's interesting. You actually took it exactly where the question goes, and that's why I wanted to kind of frame it in that light. But the question is, how how could the sport of motocross be improved, just in your opinion? Because, again, I think what the PBR did, I think, was to add add value to the sport, right? Like, I truly – I've and I've said this on the podcast before. I had the PBR – previous pbr insider justin felisco on and we talked about how i truly feel like the pbr and what they're doing with the teams like it very well could become a major american sport through the teams yeah but for motocross you know what is you know and i'm sure that there's a lot of layers to what can they do to improve
1: but you know just in general like how can the sport grow um i want to sound bad by saying this but they could pay us more (laughs) yeah. <laughs> hey, no, um, dude, that's uh, no, it's totally like, fair to so say, you know, it really yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. So, I mean, it, and it is hard to the rodeo and to make these rodeos. And, and, you know, I live on the road doing yep. it, you know. Um, I'm risking, like you cowboys. know, just like them. Yep. I'm risking my life every weekend when I climb in and, yep. and go. Um, I would like it if they could support us more. It, the pay's gotten better this year, but it's like the top guys – I'm trying to be one of those guys. I want to be one of those guys. And it's tough. Yep. But they got, like, like, if they're on a, they call it factory teams. Like, if they're riding for Cowie, they're riding for Honda, they're riding for Yamaha, they have stuff that I can't even buy. Yep. Like, parts that I can't get. Yep. And then they're getting paid from those manufacturers to in, in like, a normal job. Like, they're contracted out to do that. Yep. Me, I'm not, I'm trying to find help from here, there, yep. wherever I'm trying to get down the road. Hey, if I get a hotel room that night, it's perfect. Like, yep. I don't, like, hey, we're in the van. Yep. Like, if they paid us a little, because I know they make money. Yep. You know, I'm not trying to say take it. I mean, there's so much to be made. And the, the main guys make a lot. And it's like, me, like, I don't, I'm learning how to make it now from outside sources. But, Absolutely. like, you don't make enough to to make a living just racing. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's why I teach. And that's why, I, like, I go and race these money races. Like, I can go to a local race sometimes. They put five grand purse on the line. I walk out of there with way more money than yep, I did if I go do the race. one on TV. Yep. And yep. it's a lot less stressful. I don't got to qualify and worry about the <laughs> qualifying times. I don't got to pay like so much money to enter. Yep. Like I don't got to drive 18 hours to get to these, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So to make it better off the rip would be if they would to allow what we call us privateers, Yep. like the guys that are underneath the main guys, they helped us more, and they put a little bit more of the spotlight on us because I think you need to spread it. Yep. What they do with the bull riding now when they're doing the teams, it's cool because there's, it's not just the main dude. It's, yep. It's all of them. Yep. So if they would have – in a little bit, I mean, that's going to take time, and that's going to be a lot to do, yep. you know. So just get to remember the small guy because there's 20 factory riders, right, yep. in it, both classes, and there's 22 spots yeah. for the main event.
0: Yeah. So how yeah. are you
1: supposed to compete with something you can't touch? Like, I'm yeah, bringing a exactly. knife to the gunfight. Exactly. But I'm still right there on the cusp yeah. of it. So that's why I'm like, hey, this is why I want these kids to chase their dreams. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, once, like I'm right there. Like Absolutely. you're right there. Keep chasing it because you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. No. So I'm, that would help. Yeah. For sure, if it would be the starters. And then just, man, to make it better, it was just try to get it a little bit more mainstream, too. Like, yeah. I love what I do, and I think... I think if people went and seen it more, yep. it'd be more like the rodeo, too. I'm not saying it'd be as big, yeah, but it would be super cool to mainstream dirt bike racing and put it as in, like, it would be, a, you know, right up there with football, rodeo, and everything. I think it's we're getting there. Yeah. But, like, I think that would be awesome because I think if someone actually came and never seen a dirt bike rider and came and saw me hit the 75-foot triple and smelt the race gas <laughs> and yep. really got to walk the track and see how big these whoops were and these jumps. Yeah. You would be like, holy crap. Like, yep. what is good? These guys are athletes. Yeah. And it's just like if you're like, man, I don't want to see someone try to ride a bull for eight seconds. Yeah. But then you, you go and watch it and you're like, okay, that eight seconds seems like a minute. <laughs> There's no, I mean, that one, two, three, and that thing's like you're yep. doing five jumps in a second on that darn bull. Yeah. 2,000 pound animal and then. Like, Lane and them, they do not wear nothing, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were nuts. There's no helmets. There's no way I want to ride my dirt bike without a helmet. Yeah. They're getting on an animal that you can't control. So it's yeah. like, that would help make the sport better. I yep. think it would make it go around more.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I mean, you know, to kind of, that's actually beautiful because your response actually plays to a lot of rodeo stuff as well. I mean, a lot of the points you make, the pay, The schedule, the travel, the this, the that, right? The levels of like only so many people can make certain rodeos, right? Yep. So that's tough. That's such a great point. And you're
1: ranked right now, right off NFR stuff. How much money you make? Exactly. Right. And then you got to go, but you can't get
0: into bigger rodeos sometimes if you're if you're young. Yeah, you're a young kid trying. You know what I'm saying? So
1: like me, I'm trying to get to these races, but I'm spending the money. Like these guys are flying in, I'm driving. and then, like, you're like, okay, cool. At the end of the night, after you make the money, you're like, okay, cool. I made enough to cover everything. Yeah. So, how in the heck am I going to make it next? You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Like,
1: I race supercross because there's more money in that. Absolutely. But I'm a better supercross rider, I feel like more than outdoors. Yep. The outdoors, I can do still, too. Like, I, I go and race them during the summer. They're awesome. Top 40 in the world, go to those ones. Yep. But you literally make 500 bucks. Yeah. So you make two fifty to make the show. You don't make the show. you don't make nothing. So that's how bull riding is too. Yeah. But you make two fifty first moto, two fifty second moto. Okay, that's five hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. They pay you two weeks later. I'm not trying to dag- dog my sport. I'm just telling you how it is. Yeah. Pay you two weeks later. It's three. It's three hundred enter Yeah. My race gas is two hundred. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm even. So you're 18 even hour at that drive yeah, is you're- the closest one I went to. Okay, yeah. well, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's like. And then, like, if you got contingency from your bike brand, that comes in on a card, but you can only get it from, like, a motorcycle shop, like, more parts. Like, okay, that's cool. That helps. But, like, yeah. that doesn't come in either. Yeah. How in the hell do you expect me to be at these races? Yeah. Like, at first, I wanted to do all of them. You know, I was yeah. going to do it. And then I you start, like, you get up, you know, your parents look at you and are like, hey, dude, like, where's the money coming? Like, yeah. where, where, where is it? We don't yeah. have it. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. So, you kind of learn, like, okay, like, yeah. if they were to pay us a little bit more, it'd make a, everything go around. You know, money makes the world go around, so yeah. more money on the line. I mean, because then you'll get these pro-am races that pay 20000
0: 25000
1: Yeah. What, what are you talking I don't got to qualify for it. I can automatically oh, yeah. race, and I'm in it. And, like, yeah, like, okay, cool. 10-hour drive don't mean nothing when I can make yep. five. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. More green, more dinero, you know know what I'm saying? So that would just help, but I love the sport. Absolutely, dude. It's just, it's tough. I mean, it's just like bull riding too, man. It's the same thing. Heck yeah. You're riding, you're making money. You're not riding, but it's hard to ride, dude. Like, it's hard to, to, to be there every weekend, so. Absolutely. It is what it is, you know. Heck
0: yeah. No, that was great, man. That was great. I figured that question would unfold into a lot of layers, but man, I really have enjoyed this so much. We'll have to do this again sometime soon because I know you're about to have to sign autographs and stuff. So, uh, Lane, is there anything else you'd like to say to your fans or just fans of motocross in general?
1: Uh, I just like to say uh, it's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Be talking, you know, on this podcast with you. their um, bikes are awesome cowboys and bull riding and all this and rodeo is awesome too i think i love both of them i love both the sports and i think that like it's cool to have that community and to be a part of both um i just love life man and i you know i want to do the best i can with whatever i'm doing in this life and i I appreciate you let's give me a time to talk about it
0: heck yeah man we appreciate you being on and uh again thank you all for listening and thank you to the lane frost brand for sponsoring these podcasts while we're here at rodeo houston and for giving us a a location and a spot to throw down and do this yeah thanks i appreciate uh, you my man heck yeah make sure and go to lanefrost.com for merch and all things lane frost along with all of their socials across major platforms by the way lane if you would what are your social handles and where can people follow along with what you got going on
1: so i mean you can find me on instagram and facebook uh instagram is lane shaw 86 if you go on the lane frost instagram and their page they've been posting me up a little bit i'll be on there i'll be the only one on two wheels on a dirt bike (laughs) so i'll i'll stand out like a sore thumb and then uh facebook's just lane shaw i got a tiktok too it's just lane shaw lane underscore shaw i'm on all of them uh be running them down having fun and just enjoying life so thank you very cool my guy to let me come on and then thanks Stetson for uh, letting us make this happen
0: yeah absolutely and if y'all would follow along with us on social media as well at tough draw and at tough draw talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community in the dirt whether it be a rodeo arena or a motocross arena until next time everyone enjoy the ride